One day, an entire world woke up in a civilization destroyed, with no memory of what brought them to their demise. For 2,000 years, the people rebuilt, from the first communities banding together to fight the monsters in the dark, to bustling technomantic metropolises. Against this backdrop, the ordinary folk played out their extraordinary lives. These are their stories. This is the Chronicles of Styropos. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Hannah, and I'm going to be your dungeon master for chapter two of the Chronicles of Styropos, and this one is called Failure and the Gladiators. So the setup we have this time round is quite different from the last one. Our players are going to be playing slave gladiators in a Colosseum, surviving and fighting and risking their lives for the entertainment of crowds. Their use of magic is restricted at times, but the rules that we're working on should be fairly clear as we go through. Before we started, I just wanted to give a quick content warning right at the top. We are going to be talking a little bit about slaves, which is obviously a sensitive topic, but there is also going to be some depiction of painkiller dependency, but we will go more into that in the character introductions. For now though, let's jump right in and hear what the players have to say. Hi, I'm Simon, and in this story I am playing Fela, who is a Fire Genasi Eldritch Knight, and she has been part of this kind of gladiatorial circus since she was a toddler, basically. So she was sold into slavery by her mother, um, who was too poor to continue to look after her, and so this is all she's kind of ever really known with her life, and she has quite a a sheltered worldview in some ways, having never kind of had to buy her own meals, for example, because she's always been fed by the slave owners. Yet in some ways, she's seen some pretty nasty things as a slave and is desensitized to some of those slightly less pleasant aspects of life. In terms of what she looks like, she is quite a kind of tall, well-built woman. She has skin that is a slightly greyish colour, almost like volcanic ash, but with uh, orange and red hair that kind of flows uh, a long way down her back and kind of seems to sort of dance and move ever so slightly by itself, kind of hinting at the innate magic that a fire genasi would possess. And then in terms of a very little bit about her personality, although obviously you'll see more of that in the story, she's kind of getting towards um, her 40s now, so she's been doing this for quite a long time. As I said, she's seen a lot and is maybe becoming a bit jaded, but also sees herself as um, a bit of a mentor to kind of other younger gladiators who are part of this circus. There's not going to be anything that she's not seen before, and so she is kind of a very supportive kind of counselling friend to people who are kind of new to this lifestyle and struggling to adjust, perhaps. She's everyone's mum friend. Pretty much. Okay, fantastic. And Simon, you're going to be using the chronic pain rules from D&D Disability. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think these are a really kind of awesome addition to this character. They fit the flavour of someone who's been 
kind of fighting in gladiator tournaments for for around sort of 30 years really really well so the idea is that just over the course of her life and because she's doing this in as a slave she's not necessarily been uh particularly well looked after she's got a lot of kind of injuries that haven't healed properly and has just kind of developed this this chronic pain over time mechanically the way that works is there's kind of a role that Fela will do at the start of every day uh, which will determine kind of how severe her pain is on that day but there are certain things that we can do to to manage that pain um in particular there's also rules for what happens if she takes a certain number of painkillers and that kind of thing there are some negative consequences to a high roll um so that would be reflecting a day where basically the pain is kind of too much for her to sort of really function or there's some kind of intermediate stages uh, but there are some benefits as well. So because she's kind of been looking after her injuries for such a long time, she gets proficiency in medicine. And uh, she also has advantage on concentration checks uh, when it comes to her spells. Again, additional sort of constitution being kind of part of how she's been able to manage this for such a long time. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, and those are a set of rules that, as I said, we've taken from D&D Disabilities. They've got a few others up there, so we'll link those on Twitter if you're following us. Thank you very much, Simon. Hi, I'm Serena, and I play Laverna. Laverna is an arcane trickster rogue. She's pretty tall. She is about 5'11", has kind of quite striking platinum blonde hair, really pale skin, and green eyes as well. So the Werner is from a family where the parents and her older brother are senior members of this faction called the Harpers, a kind of secret organisation that generally works for good in the world. And she is in the gladiator school because she is on a mission to infiltrate, uh, to kind of sow discord between the slaves and the, like, slave owners to kind of prompt a slave revolt because her faction are against slavery. And she's also got this extra side mission of investigating reports, rumours of corruption and exposing the corruption in the gladiator school. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm playing Tobias, the Damphir Hexblade Pact of the Blade Warlock. Toby grew up on the streets, he was orphaned and got involved in a lot of criminal gangs, including some street fighting. And at some point in his recent past during that, came across a sword during one of his jobs, which um, rather changed him, changed him, both gave him his warlock powers and also made him into the Danfir race, which is not, he was a human growing up, but he's sort of been changed by the sword, which is also kind of acting as his warlock patron. So Toby is kind of average height, average build, he's got long black hair. I kind of picture him a bit like Bucky Barnes did when he had long hair and the kind of five o'clock shadow. Dark and brooding. Dark and brooding, yeah, very dark and brooding. The scene opens on a small and sparse stone room. There is nothing but a single bed and a large chest at the end. Sleeping in this bed is a middle-aged woman with ashen grey skin and ember red hair. Fela, do you wake up naturally or are you woken up by the 6am bell? It, It takes something to wake her up. She's a heavy sleeper. Okay, 
So you are woken up by a loud bang, bang, bang of the gong as somebody walks down the corridor, whacking, surprisingly, a large gong with a stick and shouting, wake up. Fela, you are, you, as you wake up, you are sort of looking around your room. And this morning, as there often is, there is a small shadowy figure about the size of a kitten in the corner of your room. And it appears to be just turning in circles, occasionally headbutting the wall, turning back. It's kind of like a Roomba that's got stuck in the corner. But this thing's been appearing maybe for the last year. You've seen them pretty often in your room. Okay, do I do I know what it does or it just appears to go around in circles and bash its head into the wall a bit. Okay, I will go over to it and try and sort of pull it away from the wall in case it's damaging itself. It looks sort of shadowy and insubstantial, but when you pick it up, it's got a reasonable heft and weight to it. And you just kind of turn it round and put it back down. And it immediately kind of wanders over the other side of the room and starts banging its head on the other wall. Why? Why? I don't need this every morning. And I will try and like... I know, like, push it back out into the corridor. Yeah, so as you do, you push it out into the corridor. And as it sort of trundles off and it comes into contact with direct light, it just kind of fizzles away like smoke evaporating. But you know it's going to be back probably tomorrow, if not the day after. And it's going to do its same little event of bashing its head into the wall like a Roomba. Failure, please roll me on your chronic pain table. Okay, so that is a five to start with, which is moderate for those that are not completely familiar with the mechanics. Okay, and can you please describe what mechanical uh, upshot you have of that? What is the mechanical outcome? Well, so um, because I have not yet had any painkillers or anything today, I am kind of pretty beaten up. I'm looking pretty stiff, uh, not moving around easily. So I have disadvantage on any strength-based checks and saving throws and dexterity based checks and saving throws. As you are kind of having a little look around and you're having a little stretch and a little morning wake up, your slave owner, Elric, walks in and he says, uh, hey, how's my best girl? You're far too cheery this morning. Ah, come on. We got the big fight this afternoon, this evening. Yeah, I'll worry about that nearer to the time. At the moment, my entire body aches. Do you have something useful to say? Oh, oh, scale of one to ten, how bad is it? Uh, I've definitely had worse days, but I've definitely had better. Pretty middle of the pack. It's coming far too normal at this point. Uh, okay, and he kind of digs in his pocket, and he he ruffles around. He's, he uh, hands you... How many are you after? One, two, three... Uh, ideally, I think two. All right, and he uh, he hands you over two and uh, and a, a glass of water to swallow them down with, which reduces your score to three. Uh, so Fela will take the the water and the pills and will just kind of be like, it's pretty much morning tradition at this point. And by taking two pills, it takes her score from a five down to a three. Uh, so she will still have disadvantage on the strength based checks, but not the dexterity based anymore. And he says, uh, down the hatch, I guess, and claps you on the shoulder. And he says, you're going to be a, you're going to be fighting fit. You got the, you got a good spot tonight. You three got a good spot. You know me, I'll be as fit as I ever am, right? Absolutely. And he uh, gives you a smile and, uh, and he, he walks out. It is breakfast time. You, I presume, get yourself a little washed, a little dressed and start to make your way down. On that note. 
Fela, if she doesn't have to, she won't wear all of her armor most of the time when she's just kind of hanging around backstage, so to speak, because it doesn't help with her pain. So she's wearing just some kind of quite quite plain clothes most of the time uh, in the kind of pile at the end of her bunk uh, is where she keeps all her armor and weapons, but she only really puts that on in the run up to um, a fight or anything. So she's just looking pretty casual at the moment. Okay, so you head out to the canteen, and it is just as it has been for as long as you can remember. Um, It is noisy, and it is busy and smelly. You wait patiently in the line, as you do every single morning, and you're rewarded, as always, with a bowl full of thick and grainy porridge. You are looking around, and you can see a few empty tables where people have been slower than you getting up. And I would say, looking around this hall, you recognize everybody. From the people who grew up with you, to the handful of newbies that were bought in two weeks ago, no one is new, (laughs) nothing's new, and nothing ever changes. Mm -hmm. Over the other side of the room, you can see your old friend and mentor sitting by himself, enjoying his porridge. Where are you sitting? I will wander over towards probably my oldest friend among many at this point, and I will just plop down in front of Galvarax and just be like, well, it's another gourmet breakfast, isn't it? Uh, Give us a description of who Galvarax is. Galvarax is probably the one gladiator older than Fela in this compound, I suppose. Um, He is a hobgoblin who has mentored Fela for pretty much as long as she can remember. He kind of noticed the magical potential that she has, so they've formed kind of a relationship largely on that basis, and Fela will even occasionally speak to him in Goblin. So he would have adopted you as his protege when you were about six and and he was about 20 or so. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, he sits opposite you and uh, he he just laughs. He says, oh, it could be worse. Could be worse. I mean, I'm sure I've had some days where they decided I didn't train hard enough and they didn't give me any breakfast. So I always tend to think back on days like that when uh, I'm presented with this. And he sort of holds the spoon up to say, you know, cheers to that. And the two of you settle down to enjoy your breakfast when Toby and Laverna, you must have bumped into each other walking down the corridor and have decided to walk in together. You are also served your porridge. And where would where would you take a seat? I think bumped into each other is quite a um, you know maybe that's not not necessarily the case. More more that we bumped into each other because Toby knows where Laverna's going to be and will make sure he's there. So they bump into each other so that they have some company. Ah, friends. Yeah. Um, I guess we go over to the table with Fela and was it Gravelax? Galvarax. Galv. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm thinking of smoked salmon. Uh, Galvarax. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners out there, I'm a big fan of smoked salmon. In case you want to send us fan mail, I'm talking to you, our three listeners. <laughs> I don't know. I think Henry Cavill can afford some nice smoked salmon. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine the smell? <laughs> all right, all right. We're going to the table with Fela and Gav. Gavler. <laughs> I'm sorry, Simon. I'm sure you spent a lot of time on this NPC, but. Okay, we go to the table with with Fela and Galvarax, and we sit down. 
All right. And is there anything in particular you do or talk about or discuss or or anything? Or are you just eating breakfast? I don't think Toby would necessarily ask, but can I do like a check to see how well I think Fela is feeling this morning, like pain-wise? Give me a little insight check. I'm good at that. I'm so used to having a character sheet with plus ones everywhere. Oh, no, plus zero. Oh, that's 12. You think that she... She's never great, but she's had worse days. Cool. I will, at some point, just ask Galvarax, so what's today got in store for you, then? Apparently we've got a big spot tonight. I'm supposed to be thrilled, but yeah, what about you? Oh, I uh, heard you were the penultimate today, right before the big one. I know. It's wildly exciting, apparently. I'm sure it is. Uh, no, I've, you know, you know me, just, uh, oh, same old, same old. I'm sure they'll stick me in somewhere in the middle. When do we get the big one? When do you get the big one? Oh, I don't know. I've, I've been here 40 odd, 50 odd years, and uh, I'll let you know when it happens. I think the fact that you're still alive is proof that maybe you don't necessarily always want the big one. No, may- maybe not. Maybe not. No, Fela, you could take him on. When I was younger, maybe. At this point, I really can't be bothered. And he, he laughs. He's like, a couple of old geriatrics slapping each other around an arena. Now that'd be something to see. Yeah, did you guys have a fight? Not on purpose. Only in the training room, and it doesn't really count with these bracelets on. Bracelets off in the training room. Bracelets off in the training room. So he's probably pitch slapped you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's probably pretty one-sided. As you know, the two of you have been sitting there a few more minutes and he kind of scrapes his bowl around and uh, as he stands up, he says, um, Fela, just walk with me a moment. Walk with me a moment. Sure. And uh, the two of you start to make your companionable way down the corridor towards the training room. And uh, he uh, isn't looking at you. He's looking right forward. He says, um, Fela, you know, you're a, you've grown into a, a fine, fine woman. You know that, don't you? I mean, most of that's your doing. Look. Fela, I uh, I need a favour. I need a favour. Sure. Tonight is going to be my last fight. How do you mean? I'm not going to make it out alive today. I know it. But uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. I've I've had a good run. That doesn't sound okay. And he sort of keeps looking forward, and he keeps walking. He says, "Look, don't don't argue with me. Just just one more time. Just don't argue with me. I need you to do something for me." I always lose when we argue anyway. And uh, he, you can kind of see him like holding out his hand and you sort of slide your hand across and he, he slips something into your hand and it's got a, a long kind of slinky ch- snake-like chain on it and a pendant at the end. And when you hold it, it kind of feels a little bit warm. Okay. And, uh, you know, you kind of go down to look at it and he goes, well, don't, don't look at it. The card's everywhere. Come on, come on, Fela. Sorry, sorry. Just a bit thrown. Carry on. It's um, it's very important. I need you to. I need you to keep this safe. It's uh, it's ancient. It's it's very very old. It it's from before the collapse. You know. I'm not sure I've ever encountered anything from before it. Well, in the days following the collapse, my uh, the my clan, my clan leader was uh, he was given this by a, a strange woman with with marks all over her skin, and she said that. One day the shadows they might come back. I don't I don't know what she meant, but uh she said it was the only thing that would stop them if they did. What sort of marks? Like what am I looking for? Uh, like like runes, like writing, but it's it's been passed down my family line for as long as we've had it. 
the oldest child of the oldest child of the oldest child and and the only people who know how to use it are back in my clan (laughs) the only people who know what to do with it and well I can't imagine anyone better to look after it than than the person who would have been my daughter I mean but but this doesn't make any sense how can you know tonight is your last fight you've been doing this for so long come on and he sort of laughs he says well you ever wonder why there's no old gladiators hey well none of the others were as good as you were Fela look look Fela just promise me you've got to get it back to my clan they're the only people who know how to use it they're the only people who know how to defend it they're on the they live on the steps of the ember mountains and and if you head there you'll be able to find my my sister if you ask for Kaleza, she'll she'll be able to help you but you gotta you've got to get there you've got to get out here you've got to get there sure sure me and you in the morning once you've lived through this and you've got out of whatever funk you're in we'll both go and he uh <laughs> he sort of grits his teeth and his eye kind of narrows a little bit and he says look just don't do anything rash. Don't do anything rushed because, you know, she didn't predict that the shadows were going to return for thousands of years if they were ever coming back. But it would be no good for anyone if you'd gone and got yourself killed. But, Faye, you've got to do one better than me and you've got to live. You know me. I don't move quickly enough to do anything rash anymore. As he walks into the training room, he uh, pauses for a second and rubs his chin. And he looks back at you and says, oh, one more favour, one more favour. It's a weird one. I've been here 40 years. Where do the bodies go when we die? Where are they taking them? Have you ever noticed that? You were the one who told me that the more time I spent thinking about the ones who never made it out of the arena, the quicker this place would swallow me up. So I very much try not to think about that. But yeah, now you mention it. Hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe someone needs to work that out. And he gives you a little wink and a nudge as the two of you hold your wrists out to have your little metal bands taken off. And it is time to do some training, I suppose. Toby and Laverna still sitting in the uh, canteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just sort of, you know, maybe two thirds of your way down your porridge. And uh, this, this like great, huge, half giant woman, she's maybe... 10 feet tall, nine feet tall. And she kind of like barges over and she looks at you, Toby, and she says, move. Well, I, do I, I know this person, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know her as Tilva. Does past experience suggest that I should just do what she said? Like, what, what have I, what have I past experience with this person? Past experience says that she is used to getting her own way. Um, She is flanked by... The two people she is often flanked by, a halfling and a dwarf, who uh, you know are part of her gladiator team. So she's a half giant and she's got two two shorties. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. One short, one fat, one lean. And she says, move. So he just sighs. Sure. Picks up his porridge bowl and just leaves. Um, excuse me, miss. You're made under the assumption that I want to sit next to you. Well, why don't you move? Well, you see, I was already here first, and by the law of the first come, first served, no, I'm not moving. You move. Okay, so she leans over the table, and she's going to give you a little intimidation check. Um, and that is a 21. Um, so give me a wisdom save against that. Dice. That was a nat one. <laughs> I think I just I just say to one of other it's too early for this shit. Come on, just do what she says. Come on, let's go sit somewhere else. Mm. 
I give her like a, a kind of a like a like a one of those eye pointy things, and I point at point at my eyes, and then point at her eyes. And I'm like, I'll be back for you. Do you just head off to the training room as well? We haven't finished our breakfast. Oh, you're you're eating your breakfast somewhere else. I think as we're doing it, I'm just gonna say, one day we're gonna get those three in the arena, and then we're gonna show them what we can do. These damn bracelets. No, 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 Toby, Toby. What we're gonna do is we're going to save up our porridge. We're gonna save up porridge for the next like two weeks and we're gonna stash it somewhere so it's really cold and gloopy and like really unpleasant and gluey and then when they're sleeping we're gonna like smear it into her hair okay so that she can't get it out it becomes concrete and then we have to she has a shave off her hair okay you do that i'm not giving up my porridge they don't give us enough food around here anyway so you can save up your porridge yeah okay i've only been here two weeks so like i don't really have much like reference for like long-term malnutrition (laughs) I'm a growing boy. (laughs) (laughs) And so you guys finish up and you make your way down to the training room. Um, Fela, what are you at on the training room? What are you doing? Fela tries not to wear her heavy armor more than she needs to, particularly on days when she has a fight, because it's pretty painful for someone with her condition. Uh, But she's trying to develop the sort of magical side of her fighting more and more. So she would be in the training room. Probably just like shooting cantrips at Galvarax and trying to get him to block them. Um, all right. And in strolls, Laverna and Toby, are you guys doing anything in particular while you're here? Um, is Tilda in the room, in the training area? She is not yet. She's still having her breakfast. Okay. Um, well, in that case, I don't think I really feel the need to flaunt my skills. And so actually, I think I'm going to be going with the kind of trying to look worse than I am to avoid people thinking I'm too much of a threat. All right, give me a nice little uh, performance check. Okay, that's plus five. That'll be a ten. A ten. Um, It's passingly acceptable, but like you know that people have the impression you're holding back. Okay. So like I do, like I'm kind of practicing some dagger moves or something and i do like one too many little i do like an accidental like i automatically do a little flip with my knife and they're all like "Mm." but i'm not really supposed to i'm trying to look like i'm a bit weak you know yeah yeah i get it i get it um okay and toby you up to much yeah i think toby has a few people who are probably similar sort of age to him who pretty much everyone's fighting tonight right uh yeah quite a lot of people yeah yeah they probably have a bit of a thing like before a fight where no one wants to like properly wrestle or hit each other hard they're just kind of going through the motions a little bit doing a bit of hand-to-hand doing a bit of sparring with some wooden swords just to kind of get into the rhythm of moving around a little bit get kind of warmed up without it being anything really competitive because they all know that you know their lives are on on the line they don't want to overdo it uh, before a fight so it's more just warming up Brilliant. Um, so the three of you pretty much passed the most of your day kind of keeping yourself busy, keeping yourself out of trouble, practicing your skills um, and getting warmed up. You have your lunch. It is a similar affair to breakfast. You have your dinner. It's a similar affair to breakfast. They throw in a few like dried apples to like give you a little bit of vitamins but otherwise it's very very similar is that Laverna going yeah or Serena 
Well, it was me going there because I can't do apples because allergies. But I, uh, I, I'm thinking this is going to make it canon that Laverna doesn't like apples. Fair enough. Why not? Okay, cool. <laughs> so I write that on the floors. <laughs> I don't yeah, like you, apples. You learn the character as you play them, folks. You learn the character as you play them. <laughs> About eight o'clock rolls its way round. In the evening? Yeah. I think it's only just starting. Wow. Nighttime entertainment. Oh, no, no. The gladiators have already been going a couple of hours. Okay. Um, you are the penultimate gladiators of the evening. You don't know who has been on already and who is going on after you. So you are sat. You do not know who or what you'll be fighting. Fela, the oldest and the wisest and the most experienced. Um, you are head of this team. How are you going to motivate your squad? Fela will just kind of be sat next to the two of them, obviously fully armoured and weaponed up at this point. Just be like, I know that neither of you have ever been penultimate before, but the less you think about that, the better, to be honest. Whatever you actually end up seeing out there is nothing that you haven't seen before. It'll be louder than you're used to. They'll like to make a bit more of a show of it, but just focus on what's in the arena and we'll be fine. I've seen enough of you. Forget the occasion. Just worry about coming out of here alive and onto the next day. Do you only live this long by being that boring, or are there other ways of doing it? How many other people my age do you see around here? <laughs> Toby is sufficiently chastened. <laughs> not many people of your age in the world, to be honest, Fader. Alright, I'm not that old. Alright, you've met elves before, come on. Oh, well, elves don't count. They just live forever. They actually don't. They do die. Yeah, well, you will kind of hear the yeah, woo, woo, hooray, yeah, got him, smack him, woo, of the crowd outside. Are we are we bracelets on or bracelets off at this point? Um, right this second, you are bracelets on, but you will have bracelets off pretty quickly. You can just hear, you know, in the. In the arena, clearly the battle has come to its exciting climax and there's a lot of and people stamping their feet, screaming and shouting, and the just the thrill and the excitement of the battle has clearly come to a head, and you've got no idea who's out there or what is happening. But after a while, the buzz and the din dies down, and you're waiting in the the changing rooms before you are ushered in your bracelets are removed and you are sent into the arena and you've been in this arena failure literally hundreds if not thousands of times toby over the last six months you've got very used to this uh this site lavana it's still a little bit overwhelming you've done quite a few fights with these guys but as failure said the crowd is not like anything you've ever seen before. It is massive. There, It seems like they have packed people in tighter than sardines. And the noise is nearly deafening. It's very nearly distracting. Very nearly? I, I feel like I'd be fully distracted by this. Jeez. So I would, at this point, clap Laverna on the back and just be like, come on, don't get too distracted. This is the only time we're allowed to have any fun, right? Very true. I made my own fun, though. As uh, Thaler says that, Toby just sort of 
chuckles a little bit and hand, holds his hand out to the side and a um, a blade drops into his hand as if from nowhere. It is this um, the slightly curved black blade with bar- barbs on the side and a red ruby in the handle. And there's sort of little bits of sh- wisps of shadow just sort of coming off it. And he also, these wisps of shadow come up his arm and all across his body uh, and he's sort of bathed in shadow as he walks out to the um, to the arena. As you guys are sort of looking around, being distracted by the crowd, you somehow failed to notice that in front of you is some kind of plateau on a huge, steep, craggy, rocky slope. It looks to be about 75 feet tall, and it takes up a huge amount of space in this arena, and you've never seen anything like it before. Ahead of you... At about 15 feet up the plateau, you can see a red flag fluttering in the breeze. And at the very top, you also see a green flag. For 75 feet. That's fucking tall. That's taller than the Colosseum. No, the Colosseum's 158 feet. I googled it. Is it really? Because (laughs) a a lighthouse is is 75 foot tall. It's, I mean... For for context, like thirty feet is normal walking speed. Climbing speed is normally half your walking speed. So that's how many turns? <laughs> okay, all right, maths. I can't do maths. Um, of gnashing, I guess that's only three and a, two and a half. Okay, still... it covers six acres of land cool. and is six hundred and twenty feet long, five hundred and twelve feet wide, and one hundred and fifty eight feet tall. So I said it's half behind the Colosseum. Yep. Love it, Jesus. Damn. So are we above the lowest of the seats, like the lowest, lowest. We're not on this. I think we're below it. Well, when, when, we, when we get up, it presumably that thing is like above the seats. So there are seats, and then it drops into the uh, the arena floor, so that they can flood it, and we can have a boat battle later. What? No. Um. So yes, you can see a green, fl- a red flag fluttering at about fifteen feet up, directly in front of you. Um, and at the top, you can see a green flag. Any thoughts on what this is? Capture the flag! Capture the flag! I was going to say, does this feel like it's a game of either capture the flag or capture the enemy's base or something along those kind of lines? A um, voice magically enhanced booms out across the arena and they say, Ladies and gentlemen, today... Their debut position in the penultimate match of the day. Thaler, Lavana, and Toby. It's very simple rules. The three of them need to capture the five flags on this plateau. Tobias raises his sword as like looking around the, the crowd, kind of doing the arm thing to try and like G up a little bit of support. Yeah, a little bit of enthusiasm. He's kind of, you know, arms outstretched with his sword in his hand, just kind of basking in a little bit of this attention. I will put my arm on Tobias's sword arm and then cast Produce Flame so that it looks like there's a spurt of flame shooting off his sword. The crowd goes, yeah, woo, woo, woo. I don't think I have any cool tricks I can do like that. All my spells are tricking people's spells. I mean, I can press the digitates and sparks. Oh, I have press the digitation too. Yeah, you have press the digitation. You do sparks. I'm gonna make some sparks. I make little like fireworks out my out my hand, and it looks cool. Love it. They're green. Let's roll initiative. Boy. Hey. hey. Wait, wait, we don't know who we're fighting yet. 
You're not fighting, you just gotta get the flags. Sure, we're not fighting. Sixteen. Eleven. Thirteen for failure. As you ready yourself, you start looking around and you start to move. You can hear the sound of a door sliding open. In fact, you can hear the sound of three doors sliding open. And from behind you, you can't see what has come from across you because there's a huge plateau in the way. But behind you, crawls some great four-legged creature with a huge long tail, reptilian, scaly hands, big teeth. It's got them kind of boss eyes where one of the eyes are pointing in and the other eye is looking at you. And they seem to be moving in different directions. And it does the like tongue thing. But this beast is absolutely enormous, almost as though it could swallow you whole. And you also see circling in the air above you two giant eagles. Oh, shit. Fuck. Okay. So we're fighting our very first fight of the season. We're fighting some big snake dragon blue blob thing that go go blah, 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 and we're fighting eagles. Giant eagles. We're, we're capturing the flag. Good, we're playing catch the flag. That's a good point. Do we know where we need to take the flags? Is it like get the flag and take them somewhere? Like what are the rules? You just need to have them. You've got to be holding five flags. Can we hitch a ride on one of the eagles? You can sure as fuck try. <laughs> They're definitely going to try and eat you if you do that. <laughs> The first thing that happens is with a natural 20, the lizard goes, scuttle, 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 and he's kind of looking at you and he's readying an action like he's going to get you if you start doing something. And the eagles, they are just circling and circling. Laverna, you can go first. Can I please cast Minor Illusion to create like something? What would this creature eat? You. Pig. Everyone likes bacon. Can I create cast minor illusion to make a pig that will run around? Roll me a performance check. That will be a 16. Well, their wisdom save was a natural one. Hey! Yeah! <laughs> I've made a mystical pig. And you can see it go like... <laughs> and it immediately starts to do the, like, its head's really low to the ground and its feet are scuttling and it's like, I'm going to chase the pig. You don't know how long the, this distraction will last, but you've got a little bit of time to distract him. I'm going to run towards this um, flag, the nearest flag. I don't know what colour it was. Was it red? Uh, you can get to the base of the, the plateau in your first move, but you can't get up it. Okay, I'm doing that. Okay. Failure. So is it 30 feet to the base of the plateau? Yes, and then 15 feet to the first flag. Okay, well, in that case, I will cast Expeditious Retreat on myself which means that this turn and future turns I can dash as a bonus action. Oh. So I will take 30 feet to get to the bottom of the plateau, and then with my bonus action movement that I now have, I will start trying to climb towards the nearest flag. Okay, so your climbing speed is half your walking speed, so you reach the first flag. Toby! Uh... Tobias is shrouded in shadows as it just makes its way up his body and then the shadow disappear and he is invisible. Damn. Yeah, and um, unfortunately that's my action. So uh, <laughs> I now just use my movement, 35 feet of movement. Uh, so I walk up to the thing and then no one can see this, but I do start walking five feet up the mountain because I have a climbing speed. As I'm doing that, I'm sort of walking towards it and I say, I'll get the top one. Failure. You can see these hawks circling, and one of them spots you up the plateau, um, and it is going to attack for a 17. 
so if it dives towards me, because I am a polearm master, I can use my reaction once it enters 10 feet of range to get an attack of opportunity on it. Go ahead. Uh, unfortunately, that is a crap roll, so I do not hit it. And give me a dexterity saving throw, because I presume to hold your pole arms, you've had to let go. Fair. <laughs> what weapon are you using? I've got a glaive. I think that's two-handed, isn't it? That is a good point. Fair. In that case, I wouldn't take the attack, because, yeah, that's two-handed. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to take your uh, both hands off, that'll be a dex save at disadvantage. But a regular dex save, I rolled a 19. Okay, well... Toby and Fela are both halfway up the mountain or partway up the mountain. So you are kind of trying to climb up there and you can hear a kind of rumble and rocks start to slide down. So um, I will let you keep that one. Fela makes a 19 for a deck save. Toby, please make me a deck save. Four. Four. Um, Toby, you do not do very well. You fall five feet down. Um, And you hit the floor with a bump and you take three points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, let me make a concentration save for my... If I go visible now, I'll be so angry. Actually, advantage because of one edge or warcaster. Oh yeah, I'm good. Like, 14. Perfect. Back to the top, the lizard is going to double check whether it works out that this is not real pig. Um, And that is a 20... No, bugger. That's a minus. That is a 18. Still bugger. Still bugger. Does he make it? So yeah, he makes it. So the wizard, uh, the wizard, the lizard, (laughs) the wizard lizard goes, (laughs) and that's its whole action, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it turns round and starts to scuttle towards you, Laverna, coming towards you at an alarming speed. And Faley, you are still up the cliff. Does a 19 hit? It does, yes. This eagle dives in on you, absolutely dive bombs, um, and you take six damage as it attacks you with its beak. And then, oh, that's going to hit as well. With a dirty 20, it slashes you with its talons for 12 points of slashing damage. Ouch. That was more damage than I was hoping to take in one turn, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. There was some good rolls in there. Laverna, you have got some angry lizard thing coming towards you. Yeah. Uh, how far away is it? It is, let's say, coming towards you, I would say 30 foot from you. Does this lizard speak any language, as in draconic? No. Damn it. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm at the foot of the plateau, right? Yep. Does this lizard look like it can climb? <laughs> it super does. Damn it. I think I just crossbow it. Can I crossbow it and aim for the eye? Yeah, go on, give me a uh, to hit. Do I get my... Is, is anyone else within five foot of it? No one's in five foot of it, but someone's in five foot of you. Doesn't make a difference. All right, so no sneak attack. Uh, Would a an eight, 18? 18 hit. Yes. Cool. Okay, 1d6 plus 4. 7. Okay, perfect. Bonus action, bonus action. I am dashing up the wall. So far, Fela has one flag, and you can only see the other one at the top, but you've been told there are five in total. Are you trying to look for the others, or are you just getting on up there? I did say I'd go for the top one, so you Ooh, do know that. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I'm, not, I'm not dashing up the wall, I'm dashing round the plateau. Because I reckon there's another one on the lower level. Left or right? Left. Left. As you start to dash around the plateau, you're coming towards the sort of east wall. You can see that about 30 foot up, there is another flag, and that one is orange. So we came from the north entrance? Yes. So there's orange one near me? Yeah, but it's 30 foot above you. Above me, okay. So, 
I would say that you have used 15 foot of walking speed. Okay, so I still have 15 more foot. Uh, no, you've got 45 because you can use dash as a bonus action. So you can do half that. So I climb up 22 and a half foot. Yeah. Do you have any magic active at the moment? Um, no, I think the minor illusion has disappeared, hasn't it? Yep. Okay, you're good then. All right, Fela, what's what's next? Am I still engaged with an eagle or does it kind of peck me and then fly off? Yeah, you're still kind of engaged with it. Fun. What can I do to this eagle? Do booming booming blade that it can't fly away. Don't have booming blade. Do you not? No, I have green flame blade instead. I have both. All right, fucking smart. <laughs> I will let my glaive drop to the floor below me, pull one of my hand axes off my back, which I can use one-handed, so I can kind of cling onto the plateau and then take a swing at it with a hand axe. Right, give me a to hit. Fifteen. Fifteen, that hits. Ooh. Okay, uh, it takes eight points of damage. Good. I still, however, can't really move out the way of it without provoking an opportunity attack, which is something that I would really quite like to do. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you kind of hit it. And I would say that it probably, because it's flying, the momentum of it pushes it back just a little bit, just enough for you to get out of the way without an opportunity attack. That's very helpful. In that case, I would like to basically do like a kind of superhero slide down the mountain, sort of using my free hand to kind of steady myself slightly to get back down to where I've dropped my glaive to. Okay, give me an acrobatics or athletics check. Uh, I will go with uh, acrobatics as I don't have disadvantage on that. Uh, 17. Yeah, you slide down like a fireman. Awesome. And then I want to uh, follow Laverna around the mountain. Or mound, I suppose. It's not really a mountain. Yeah. I won't climb it, but I want to be sort of protecting the base of it underneath her so that if the lizard or anything else comes towards her it has me between her and it we're tanking it yeah simon expeditious retreat is a concentration spell so have you did you make your saves that is a good point i did not make a concentration check but that is a uh, 12 plus 5 so i'm fine wow you got high con and i think you've got advantage on concentration checks as well haven't you I have. That is one of the benefits of my... Chronic pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the two benefits it gives me, but I don't need to roll an advantage if I roll a 17 the first time, so... Yeah. I like that it's got, like, this bit of balance. That's kind of cool. It's cool. So I get advantage on concentration. I also get proficiency in medicine because I've had to look after myself. Nice. Nice is nice. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Toby, talk me through what you do. So I'm still invisible. Um, You're invisible, but you're on your ass. Am I prone after falling down? Yeah, you didn't land on your feet, you're not a tabaxi. I also bothered too, so yeah. <laughs> Alright, well I use um, half my movement to stand up. Sigh. And then I'm going to dash the rest of the way so I can get just over 45 feet up the 75 foot high plateau. Um, Just over 40, how much foot? Just over 45. Actually, no, sorry. Um, Just over 50, so 52 and a half. As you reach sort of somewhere above 15 but less than 30, you suddenly realise you're not invisible anymore. God damn it. Toby, roll me a... So you're about 50 foot up. Toby, roll yeah. me a arcana check. I'm sure. I'm, I'm terrible at that. So uh, that's a nine. A nine. Oh, weird, right? I just say, Fuck. <laughs> really loudly. <laughs> I just shout it from like 
on my two feet, like vertically away from this wall, and I just go, Pah! and the crowd goes, ooh. <laughs> you mean horizontally? Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm at right angles to the wall, like I'm, like I was walking on a flat surface. And as you do, the crowd is kind of going, oh my god, look at him! Ah, I, ah. I, I recover my um my bit of peak and I sort of turn around to them and start kind of just doing the arms up in the air while I'm <laughs> Yeah, this movement is really good for audio storytelling. Oh yeah. For those wondering what, what that movement is, it's a uh, waving the arms like you're a gladiator. The eagle that was attacking Failer is obviously pissed off that she's gone. So it's just gonna fly to the next nearest target, which is Toby. Four of fourteen. Does not hit. And then for another 14. Cool. All right. Toby and Laverna, please both make me a dexterity saving throw. I hope I don't fall 50 feet. Yeah. It's oh, a natural 20. Make it a 24. Fuck yeah. 24. You, you, hold the, you hold the fuck on. Uh-oh. Nat one. Nat one. Oh, we had a nat 20 and a nat one in the same roll. Wow. Falling damage, Alex. 50 it's 5d6. I'm not going to make you do all that because... It's a soft landing. Yeah, soft landing. It's on a sandy floor. So I'll give you half of that. 16 halved, 8 points of falling damage. I'm prone and I'm at the same place I was before. You are... Again, Toby just goes, fuck! And the crowd gives a big like, yeah! Seems like a very proportionate response. They're getting excited. They're like, he looks hu- he looks like that hit hard. Yeah. Lizard is and he is gonna go and try and grab Failer. Failer, uh, 26 is gonna hit, I assume. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, this boy hits real hard. Um, and does 15 points of piercing damage, and you are grappled. Oh my god, I've gone from 40 to 7 hit points. Jesus Christ, we're all gonna die. And then gonna do nope, and that one doesn't hit. So uh, eagle flying around. It's gonna go for Laverna. That doesn't hit with a ten, um, and that one might hit with a uh, a twenty-one. That's gonna hit. Yep. And that does only five points of slashing damage, piercing damage. Sorry, as it attacks you with its beak. Laverna, you have got an eagle on you, and you are just. Seven and a half feet away. Okay, I'm going to rapier it. With a, what is that? 18 hit. Yes. That's an eight. And a four, that's a 12. Sweet. Poke it like right under its beak. All right. I disengage and I move, I climb 15 foot and I get the flag. So you have climbed up. Uh, you use seven and a half feet. How much movement do you have in total? 30. You've used half of that to get to the flag. Are you just climbing directly up? I'm on the. I'm partly up the plateau, though, aren't I? I'm not fully up. Yeah, but you can climb around it. I'm just gonna go straight up. I wanna get. I wanna get to the top because it'd be quicker to run across the top than to climb around it. Okay, so you keep on going up. So you are currently then thirty feet up. How far am I from the top? Uh, forty-five. Good point. Okay. Uh, failure. You're on the floor, and you're grappled. Please make an athletics or an acrobatics check to break free. That is a natural twenty. Hey. You fucking do break free. 
of that really hard. Um, and I believe once you have escaped a grapple, you can still attack. It might be an action. I was going to say, does that take my action or no? I think it probably does, but it's up to you. All right, so you've got bonus action. Well, I've still got bonus action and movement. And action surge. And action surge. I will action surge, and I will use my action to try and knock it away from me by casting Thunder Wave. It has to make a constitution saving throw. 13. Oh, that is my DC. Meets it, beats it, soz. Okay, well, it still takes half damage, um, and I rolled 12, so it takes six points of thunder damage. Yep. And it dies? No. <laughs> Damn it. But if it's fighting Simon, it's not chasing you up a, a mountain. I'm lying on the floor. <laughs> I will just prepare my glaive at this creature in case it attacks me again and yell up to Laverna, get on with it. Perfect. Toby, you're on your butt. And the crowd is laughing at you. I stand up. Good. Do I? Can I see Laverna and Phaelo? Are they around the corner? Um, you can see them and you can hear them. So I can I can see that Laverna is however many feet up round the yeah. uh, up the thing. She's like what 30, 40 feet. She's thirty feet up on the east side. Okay, I'm going to use the rest of my movement, so seventeen and a half feet, to go round the other towards the west side of the plateau. Okay. So how much did we say? 15 feet to go round the west side? Yeah. You look up and you can see a flag on the west side. It is blue and it is 60 feet up. Okay, yeah, I'm going to just use my action to dash. So I'm going to climb up 35 feet up the plateau on the grounds that if I get get knocked down, I can just climb up there next turn with my action. Okay, so are you... Do you have any magic active at the moment? No. Good. And the eagle that was attacking... Oh, God, I can't remember which one this one was attacking. Might have been me, but I fell out of its range because I fell. Yeah, so it's going to come and get you again. Cool. Um, but it's not with that roll. And it's... Ooh, uh, 18. Hits. Okay. And that is 10 points of slashing damage. Fuck. How are you doing for hit points? 16. All right. You guys are do- not doing great. I don't need the fourth creature, apparently. <laughs> and Toby and Laverna make a dexterity saving throw. <sighs> this can only get better. I've got a run two and a one so far. 18. 19 and a four. Yep, you both save it. Back to my lizardy boy, though. So lizardy boy is going to take a lunge that is going to hit... With a... 23. Fuck, that's just out of range for me to cast shield. Fuck. Nine piercing damage? Yeah, that's me unconscious. Oh, boys. Laverna, does a 14 hit? 14, no. Okay, does a... That one doesn't hit even better. Okay, Laverna, your go. How far am I from the top again? 45. 45 feet from the top, you're 30 feet up. Um, and I can use my full movement plus my dash. And your your bonus action to dash as well, so you actually can go 45 feet in a turn. Ah, I'm going to do that. You dash up to the top of the mountain, and you're on the top, and you grab that flag. And now we just have a flag on the west and on the south. I can see them, right, because I'm on the top. You can see both of them. Are there any monsters I can see from the top of the thing? Well, we feel like there could be another one coming out, but it's not been let out yet. Okay, cool. Phala, let's take a death save. Uh, that's a seven. Okay, good. Okay, Toby, go. Um, right, I, I'm i 35 feet up. The thing is 60 feet, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to walk up to it and pick it up. Uh, yep, all right, you do. Is picking it up like an action or anything, or can I just do it? You can just do it. Free action, picking a small object up. 
that's yeah, I'll, I'll do an interaction. Fair enough. I am then going to cast a spell. What you gonna cast? I'm gonna cast Armor of Agathis. So as I'm standing there, more slightly thicker shadows this time like swirl all around me, giving me ten temporary hit points. And if something hits me while well, I have these hit points, they take ten damage. Ooh. 10 cold damage. So I'm sort of giving myself a bit of defense against these things. If they attack me, at least they'll get something back. And that's an action. So yeah, that's my turn. Toby's eagle is going to come in. Oh no! For a natural 20. It gets damaged though, right? Because of your spell. Yeah, it does take 10 damage. Can it still do damage to you though? Yeah. 11 points of damage? That's, that's fine. I mean, that's literally, that's the temporary hit points plus one. So it's fine. Toby and Laverna make a dexterity saving throw. Wait, why me? I'm not climbing anymore. Are you not? Oh no, you're at the top. Okay, just Toby. Pray to all the gods that I know. Fifteen. The lizard now, being slightly bored of its prey, is going to start running round. So it uses thirty feet of movement to get round the same side as Toby, and then it dashes up. So it makes it fifteen feet up. Um, and Toby, how far up were you? So I'm 70, 65. No, 70 feet up. Yeah, I'm 70. So I'm right near the top. 70. And you did get the flag on the way, didn't you? Yes. So the only flag left is on the south side at 45 feet. Then it is the eagle attacking Laverna is still going to attack her, misses. And then a dirty 20 hits. So Laverna takes nine points of damage. That's not too bad. Could be worse. Fela, give me that good, good death save. I'm changing dice. It'll make all the difference. It did, actually. That's 12. Nice. Laverna, you're at the top. So you're at 75 feet. Mm -hmm. Down at 45, so 30 feet below you, is the last flag. Below me? Yeah. So I just climb past it? On a different side. Oh, right, okay. I dash down, I grab the flag. You dash down, you grab the flag. You describe how you do this to to really rile that crowd up. I do like a dramatic, like a sweep and I whoosh it up and then I like wave it and kind of go like you know do the the oh you're not entertained arm while I'm while I'm waving it and the crowd goes wild they're chanting they're cheering they're stamping their feet and as you do that as if someone has just hit them with a tranquilizer dart the lizard just goes limp and he falls on his back on the floor and the two hawks just collapse from the sky. The ground stops trembling and shaking. And the three of you are safe, except for Fela, who is still making death saves. Can I use my turn? I'm 70 feet up. So actually, I, would, if I just went straight down, would I, can I get to Fela on my turn or not? Well, you can get down, but you can't get round to her on your turn. Can I go like diagonally across this mountain so that I can get quite close to her and just drop down next to her? Like, literally fall. I'll say yes. Do I take any falling damage from that? Yeah, let's do two points of falling damage. Okay, that's fine. I can tank that. But that's my action. So I'm literally just there next to Thaler's um, body, but at least I can give her some a, a medicine check at zero medicine <laughs> next turn. Laverna, are you doing anything? You've got the flag. We're still in initiative because we've got a friend making death saves. How far away am I from... From the others, though. You are 45 feet up and a little bit around. So I can't get down in one go? No, you you could get there in one go, but Toby's going to deal with it first. I think I'm going to like keep playing to the crowd to try and like keep their attention away from Fela, who's kind of dying down there. All right, give me a performance check. 
Um, 15. 15. Yeah, the crowd are entertained. Yay. Answer the, the age-old question of the gladiators. They are entertained. <laughs> I think I'm, like, doing some, like... I'm like doing some victory dancing. Are you, you flossing? Oh, I'm not flossing. I'm not flossing. I'm not Are you TikTok dancing? No, 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 no. No, I'm doing the running man. Oh, yeah. At the very top of this uh, mountain. <laughs> yeah. Failure, give me another death save. 15. Now two successes, one failure. I'm keeping track. Toby, give me medicine check. I don't, I should have checked. I, I don't have anything uh, that might help here. I literally am useless. Okay, that's a 12. I think the DC is 10, isn't it? It is. So, Failer, you are stabilised. You are not going to die today. That is an embarrassingly terrible performance, though. (laughs) (laughs) I hit one eagle and then just got absolutely shitted. By by a lizard. By Elizabeth the lizard. Not happy about that. There's cheering. They're stamping. The crowd have never seen such entertainment for the penultimate slot. You guys... They enjoyed seeing Fela drop. They enjoyed seeing the running man. They enjoyed seeing the guy who ran up the mountain horizontally. And then fell on his ass twice. And then fell on his ass several times. I what a... the first fall on his ass because I was invisible at the time. <laughs> Laverna and Toby, this is the first time you have experienced cheering and adulation of this magnitude there is clapping there is stomping and the adoration of the crowd washes over you i think as once he's like realized that failure is stable and is happy that failure's not going to die on him he like stands up arms aloft and is like pumping his like sword up and down and casting vegetation like sparks flying everywhere he just makes a little bit more smoke yeah and it's kind of just going around doing a little lap of the of the arena, like doing, you know, arms up in the air, trying to get the crowd really soaking in the adulation. Failure, roll us a D4. Let's see how long it takes you to wake up. That's only a one, thankfully. An hour later, you wake up and your head is pounding and your mouth is dry and all your injuries feel 10 times worse today. Um, and you're in the medical bay and you are alone. I just sit up with a big groan, basically, and it would be pretty clear to anyone who walked in that Fela was not in a good mood and felt like she yeah, had sort of let the team down a bit, having basically just fallen unconscious. Does she do anything? Is there anyone else in there? Like, is there a doctor around or anything? She seems to be alone. I think, to be honest... Fela would just kind of look down at her wounds and her injuries and be like, when am I not this beaten up? And would try and push herself out of whatever bunk she's in and try and, you know, leave. A little bit more chronic pain for you. And she very slowly, very tentatively, very achingly makes her way back to her room. The conversation with her friend and mentor from earlier, nearly forgotten. (laughs) 